0: Well, welcome back to the uh, Premier Chelsea, your source for all things Premier League. But today we are focusing on the WSL, uh, starting with obviously our Chelsea team. I'm your host, Ray, and today I am joined by Chester, who is a fellow season ticket holder at the Chelsea women's team. Chester, how are you? All very good. Um, Looking forward to the game this weekend. Yeah, it should be a good game. It's been an interesting start to the season. Um, Obviously three games in, unbeaten still thoughts on the start
1: um i mean we always seem to ha- have a difficult start the last few years and um, we always start quite slow so um to get seven points um it's pretty good and um and obviously to get that point away at man city is a is, is a crucial point it's a we're a point better off than we were last year so um you want to um get one more win before the international break
0: yeah definitely i think that's i think that's exactly it i think that point up at city um it could prove crucial come the end of the season i mean but i think it's going to be one of those seasons where teams are going to take points off other teams i mean that you don't expect i mean leicester and liverpool have had a great start to the year um and teams like aston villa have had a bit of a i've had a shocking start to the season i mean three three games no no points for them um Kind of going on to some of the games that we've obviously played. Uh, we were both at the Spurs game, Stamford Bridge, um, first game of the season. Obviously, a two-one win. How do you think it went as a as the opening game goes?
1: Um, as I mentioned, opening games, we we, we struggled in the last uh, well, last two years. We've actually not won. We've lost both opening days to Arsenal and Liverpool. So um, to get three three points on the board. Um it's always tricky coming into a new new season, obviously expectation with being defending champions and on the back of the World Cup. Um all eyes are on on the team and see some some of the players weren't fully fit because they've been away with their countries in the summer. So it was always Chelsea were in a position where they were all to kind of, they got a win. Spurs were in a position of um, nothing really to lose. So, um, but it was good. It was good. It was a good performance in the first half. And then obviously, the tired legs kick in early, early start to the season. So it was always bound to happen.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think, you know, I think the first half we played some really good football. Um, And obviously getting that early kind of, well, kind of midway through the first half goal through the debut goal for Me official. Um, She's had a a really strong start to her Chelsea career. Um, And then obviously second half, a goal from, well, Lauren James, however, it could really probably should have been Guru Wrighton's goal. Um, And I think that kind of reignited a few calls for goal line technology in the league. Um, But yeah, I think in that kind of bit shaky at the back, um, just kind of getting into that new kind of formation with obviously no Magda in it, um, which I think might take a bit of getting used to. Um, in terms of any player of that match,
1: who would you have given it to that day? Um, I would still, I would probably say, obviously, me, Charles, she she assisted for, for that goal. So, um, and she's been, she's shown... How much she's developed in the last couple of seasons, and obviously breaking into that England team, wanting to start as well. So, um, but she's been down that down that left side. She's been linking up when she can with Guru Wright and and um, to give that option. And her delivery into the boxes is great, and it gives another option for Emma Hayes.
0: Yeah, that's exactly who I had written down as well. I had Neve as, as my player of the match. I thought she's she's started the season really strong. And I think one thing that I've noticed um, with I've only been at the first game, I've not managed to get to the other two. But I think one thing I've really noticed is that overlapping run past Guru to then be able to deliver that ball in. It Obviously, it created the goal for me, official. It's obviously created another goal um, in the West Ham game, which we'll come on to. But I think she's had a really, really good start to the season. And, um, you know, I think it's been a really good, good opening three games for her. And as you say, she has broken into that England side, um, which is notoriously hard to do. Um, And we've seen obviously Jess Carter get in there as well. Um, After the Spurs game, obviously week off. And then we went up to City, which um, on on the basis of last season is it's not an easy place to go. They're on a massive unbeaten run at home um, so to come away with a point up there was was a good result. Obviously thoughts on the game?
1: So I mean City away is a tricky place to go. I think we've had one or two wins there in the last eight or nine games there. So um, to come away with a point obviously everyone will, will look at the statistics saying oh, they had nine but anyone knows is especially with Chelsea is always they always find it difficult to break down a team that will just park the bus and you don't blame City for parking the bus and um, the officials obviously we can look at it from both ways we we want them to be more obviously clocked down on the time wasting and all and dissent and so on but sometimes it might have gone a bit too far this time but it was the same for both sides at the end of the day. Um, and Chelsea put all that pressure on the City, they hit the woodwork numerous times, but to get that crucial goal, um, I still think it comes down to a bit of, there was a lack of, I would say, the uh, what do you call it? Um, managing the game by City because they're down to nine. Obviously, I know you want to wind the clock down but someone goes down in with an injury with cramp then you go down to eight for a corner and then Chelsea score from it so I I think it's just a lack of managing the game I mean obviously from a Chelsea point of view it's great Um, and then we could have easily nicked it at the end but that point could be crucial in the in the title race you you never know
0: yeah I think that's exactly it I think having watched the game, I think we were extremely lucky to come away with a point. Um, I mean, up against nine players in the last 10 minutes, obviously we played against 10 for, I think it was pretty much 50 minutes. um, I think she was sent off in about the 38th minute. Um, I think in, I think we, obviously, I think in the grand scheme of things, you you look at that and you kind of think the team probably should be putting Putting them to the sword, and
1: to be honest, we put a lot of pressure on them, but they defended really well. They, they uh, defended really well, and we just early early season, um, they just weren't clicking. And Aaron Cuthbert had just come back from an injury. Sam Kerr had just come back from an injury, so it's kind of once they get going, they were. I mean, you got to think some of those players hadn't actually played together for most of last season because of the injuries so it's it's just getting back and you have a big game like that and the pressure of united and city uh, united and arsenal sorry dropping points on friday gave an added added factor to to the game that you don't want to drop points early this stage knowing that there, there are only 22 games you can't you can't drop points
0: No, that's very true. And obviously they played on the Friday night and drew 2-2. Arsenal grabbed the last-minute equaliser, I think. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that definitely adds that extra pressure. And as you say, there was a lot of new signings we've made over the summer that have come into that team as well. And they're still trying to get kind of bond with each other. Sam, obviously, she's still not 100% fit. She said that after the West Ham game. Um, So for her, she was rusty. But, you know... As we say, a point up there is an amazing point to get. Um, and I think, given the way the game had almost gone, it was almost a point gained rather than two dropped. Just considering how late we scored. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think, and on the red cards, I mean, I think Alex Greenwood's one. I'm not. I'm. I don't think it. I. I mean, 26 seconds. Is it? An, is it time wasting? <laughs> I've...
1: In the, in the time of the game, it's. It's, you can look at it it's very harsh and her movement towards the ball is yeah. obviously she stutters but she, it's not like that she's actually time wasting but then there was no warning like, no. i mean this is what we want in the men's game um i remember was it when we played villa emmy martinez taking forever to take a free kick to take yeah. a goal kick and then only got booked in stoppage time. Yeah. So we you want you want it to happen, but you need you need to have a little bit of warning because I just think it kind of ruined the game, especially as it was the big weekend. Yeah. And it kind of obviously City would have to go into de- into defensive mode, so it kind of ruins the spectacle as such. But then for the second second red carpet, Lauren Hemp. Especially when you know what's happened in the game, the referees giving cards out for everything. Don't give, don't give the opportunity. And, that's, no, and, then, and then she did. So that one, there's no real complaints. I mean, first one obviously you can complain about it, but the second one is a she, she's on Lauren James's through on goal.
0: Yeah, that's I. Think- a point. I think that's exactly right. I think given the way that the, the ref was giving out cards like it was Christmas, I think with that, I think you've you've got to play it clever. And I think City lost their heads a little bit. Um and obviously with the uh, Lauren Hemp pullback um, on Lauren James, it's 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 cynical and it is a yellow card every day of the week.
1: And so- it just shows and it shows some maturity of the Chelsea team, considering that some had played together, they did keep their heads because none of them got booked for dissent. Or I know that City were more frustrated with the situation, but at least Chelsea didn't get involved and just yeah. carried on with their own game, which is which is good to see because sometimes the, hit, the emotions can take over.
0: Oh no, one hundred percent. I think I, I think you're spot on there. I think you know. It's very easy to get drawn into the situation and you know almost try and rile each other up, but they didn't. They didn't let that happen, and I think we did. We did a good job to come out of that game with the point. Um, and I think the team, obviously, I think they will be disappointed. Obviously, haven't played that a great length of time against 2010 to not get away with a win. But we, as you say, we hit the woodwork three times. I think it was, including Sam with the last, last almost last play of the game. But it was a good result to get to go up there, and get a point four points from two games and then another week off. And then we played West Ham at the weekend. Uh, I wasn't there. Uh, I was away with work. Were you at the West Ham game?
1: Yes, it was. Um, it was nice to be at King's Meadow. Um, I think a lot of fans obviously prefer being at King's Meadow just because you're closer to the pitch. I think there's more atmosphere. You can the players can hear it more. So um, obviously we we you want the women's game to develop playing at the bigger grounds but i think sometimes it's crucial to have the atmosphere as well especially when you, if if you need a push sometimes you it gets lost yeah. at Temple Bridge so but it was it was good to get back there and um yeah it was a good performance um you see all the all the teams have all improved um over the summer, and obviously, the, the lots of players want to come to the WSL. So, all the other teams are getting stronger, and we're defending champions. So everybody wants to come and try and take points. So um, it, it 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 was it was good. Um, Neve played an incredible ball into Sam Kerr for a wonderful header, and then um, and then. We managed to get that late goal just to ease the last few minutes. But um, at this stage, points on the board is the main thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, Sam getting her first goal of the season is huge to get her up and running. Um, and as you say, it was a cracking ball in from Neve Charles. It was inch perfect. Um, and as you say, I think all the teams in the WSL now, they are getting so much stronger. Um and I, I think Emma Hayes came out and said in her post-match interview, she was. It was very much a case of we're not going to be in a stage of where we can put eight or nine goals past West Ham like we did a few years ago. It's not gonna. There's not going to be an easy game anymore. And I think that's credit to the WSL and it's credit to the the growth of the game. And um, obviously, I'm delighted to see Erin score. I'm big fan of Erin Cuthbert, so it was nice to see her score at the end. And obviously they've uh Aaron and jesse fleming have both kind of celebrated big milestones in the last couple of weeks as well Aaron obviously playing our 200th game and, and jesse playing our 100th so um big milestones for them which we'll come on to in a minute but i think from the the bits i saw of the west ham game i didn't see any because i was working um it kind of seemed like a tale of a lot of chances for both sides that and it just n- neither side was particularly clinical um did West I'm, I saw a few West Ham chances. How was their performance?
1: Yeah, I did I mean West Ham did come out they 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 got in behind quite easily. So yeah. breaking they were um they were pretty good and they were causing us problems, but we managed to um defend well. Jess Carter was great with the with some last minute um last minute blocks and so on. So um which is great but I mean that's the thing teams uh, will work out ways to get get past us and um, I think time will tell like as you say a few years ago we have been West Ham 8-0 at home going uh, comfortable victories and so on but it was it wasn't I wouldn't say it was a grind but it was um, it wasn't as easy as it has been which it which you want the league to be more competitive and from the results so far there's only really been one big scoreline in the first three weeks um across the league so um which is good which is good for the standard of the league
0: yeah definitely and i think i i think that's going to be the way of the league going forward it is going to get stronger and stronger and um there aren't any teams that you look at in this league now and go oh like this should be an easy win there there won't be games like that anymore and Um, I think going forward, I think that's something that almost, like people, I suppose, fans of the top kind of three, four teams have to realise that they're not going to turn up every week and see six, seven goals. It's going to be a lot more, it's going to be a lot closer. And I think that's going to reflect in the league table as well. Um, But perfect. I mean, so that's seven points from three games. Um, On the topic of those milestones with Aaron and Jesse, um, massive congrats to them both. I mean, both really good servants of the club so far. I mean, Erin's been with the club for years now and um, has really grown into being one of the first names on the team sheet if she's fit. Um,
1: any favourite memories of Erin Cuthbert? I mean, it's crazy to think that she has been there nearly seven years and um, and um, been there what as a as we could say as a young adult to now being one of the First teams on the on the first, first names on the team sheet. Um, I mean, I would say one of my favourite moments is scoring that goal at Wembley in the FA Cup final against City. Um, but I mean, she scored so many screamers, and you can see how passionate she is. she gets. She gets the crowd going. She loves it. So um, and she's not afraid to put in a tackle. So sometimes I think those tackles. Are sometimes more important than goals that we see from her, um, and she she's really important in the in in that midfield. So um, she deserves to get the accolade two hundred games. I mean, I can't see her going anywhere else. She loves being at Chelsea. So um, on the way to three hundred.
0: Yeah, I think honestly, I think she's part of the furniture at the club now. Um, from since I've started going I think like she's as you say it's the passion she has for this team for the club um I love it and you saw that with our celebration on on uh, the at the weekend against West Ham you know straight onto the badge so yeah and I think that goal at Wembley ring like our very fond memories of that goal at Wembley and um for me the other goals are the one against Real Madrid where she manages to somehow get it near enough from the corner flag into the into the top corner and then um the goal against tottenham at Stamford bridge as well um last season which is an absolute screamer um jesse fleming 100 games that seems to have come very very quickly um really become a really good a really important player for us i think and i think she will be going forward bear in mind she's still young canadian you know canadian captain now as well and um you know i think she will be huge going forward. Opinions on Jesse.
1: I think I mean with Jesse Fleming, I think there's still a lot. Like, I don't think she's shown her full potential yet at Chelsea. I think obviously she's she was nominated for FIFA best player of the year. Or she was in the nominees um two years ago. So she's still obviously she's got that impact on the global stage with Canada as you said mentioned she's Canadian captain she won the Olympics two years ago so um but I think she hasn't hit that yet for Chelsea I think I don't know whether it's because she hasn't been given that full all opportunity she she ends up coming off the bench so she might not get that full game um and and with so many, sorry, and with so many midfielders in that team, um, over the years with with the likes of G and Pinella Harder and so on, it's been difficult to get into that team. So I think, I think if she gets if she gets a good run, I think she can. And then she's mentioned she's still young. Um, it's crazy to think she has had a hundred games, but I mean the standout will be that um. That long range strike against Spurs. I mean, any goal against Spurs, as we know, but when we were down to 10 in that title run in last uh, two years ago now. Yeah. It, um, it was great. Yeah, I remember that
0: goal. That was uh, sent us into raptures at the away end. Um, that was, yeah, I remember that game and I remember that. I do remember that goal because it, it, it proved such an important goal, you know um in that title race so yeah absolutely huge and as you say the fact she's got to 100 games already is is crazy but yeah i think i I do agree i think if she gets a good run in in the side which we both which we all know injuries happen all seem to happen a lot in the women's game and some really serious ones coming through again another couple of acls in the last few weeks um for other teams and um, i mean she had a
1: she had a good run last year when um MP got injured, uh, I think it was last year, or was it two, two years ago? And um, she scored those important goals away at Villa and so on. So um, yeah, when she when she gets that run going, I mean, like any player, you just need the confidence and everything. And I think with with obviously we had a World Cup last summer, but it's an Olympic year. Yeah. They're the defending champions as well. So and they've qualified. So she'll want to go through this season ready and formed to try and defend that gold medal.
0: Oh, definitely. And definitely looking forward to obviously Paris next year, which is going to be um going to be an interesting Olympics. I mean, lots of big teams that, you know, might not even make it. I mean, the G B team is relying on England. So we need to see how that goes. Um, speaking of Paris, Champions League draw coming up. Uh, I believe it's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, 12 o'clock. Tomorrow at 12 o'clock um, here in the UK. So, I mean, looking at that, I mean, there was a couple of big shocks. Well, from, well, from one team knocking out two semi-finalists, um, with Paris FC knocking out both Arsenal and Wolfsburg. Um, PSG knocked out Man United last night. Um I think it's going to be an interesting draw. I mean, we were talking just before we started recording and, you know, your kind of group of death, which we were, well, we were in one last year. Um, We'd obviously be Real Madrid um, from pot two, Roma from pot three, and then the giant killers of Paris FC in pot four. Um, What are your thoughts
1: on the Champions
0: League draw? Who would you like
1: to see? I mean, obviously, you'd like to have any the easier group is the best. But at the same time, you want that competition um, with how the structure works this year. You've got the four games before Christmas break and then you got two games after. So you want to kind of, you want to kind of get it wrapped up really before Christmas because the winter break with the first game back, you always struggle. You don't know what's going to happen. So um, I would say you want i mean you want to play the good teams but we we've, we've played a few of the teams in pot two um with Real madrid and we played rosengard a few years ago so um i reckon you a few nice few trips to scandinavia yeah. would go down well with especially with our scandinavian players yeah. um but then i i would say the team you want to avoid of essentially are the two paris teams in pot two and four Yeah. because I know I know we we got two po- two positive results against PSg last year which was great um but with, with, with games and how they with us the being the only team English team in Europe who yeah. um you, you don't know how that will affect our league form as well so um the other, the other teams, obviously, will be playing in the Conte Cup, so it's not like they have a week off. But with the travelling and so on, you, you like to have teams with not too far to travel. That That is what you want, essentially. And it'd be nice for, the, for them to be trips that fans can go to as well because we've had a great following of fans going away in Europe. So and we'd like that to continue. So... Um,
0: yeah i think that's i think that's pretty much spot on i think you do want to avoid those paris teams um i mean psg is always a really hostile place to go um they've got a really kind of strong group of fans that you know uh, make the atmosphere particularly tricky for the away teams and um i was at real madrid away last year that's not an easy place to go you know they're a really good side are they as strong this year like caroline weir who knows um But yeah, I think if we can get some away trips that you know the fans can make, that's not a million miles
1: away. I think that will come in um, a good draw. And and with the and with the leagues like the WSL, we're not the only league that the women's game is growing. Germany's growing, so you've got some unknowns in Eintracht Frankfurt. There, I mean, they are a former champion, but they've re restructured the restructured and renamed the club so they'll want to prove themselves especially now as Wolfsburg aren't there as well so that opens up another opportunity for a team to showcase themselves and there's there's only 16 teams like you've got to get through and then obviously the knockout stage is tough when it comes so um, everybody will want to Everybody will essentially want to knock either Leon or Barcelona out, so they're the teams that people want to avoid. Luckily, we do at this stage. Um, but Champions League, Champions League, you got to enjoy. You got to enjoy those enjoy those occasions because you don't know, like United finished second, Arsenal finished third. Arsenal got to the semi final last year, and you you're not guaranteed it so you could you've got to enjoy it while you can
0: no that's exactly it i think you know you do have to enjoy it it's it's an incredible competition to be involved in um, obviously ourselves we've been lucky enough to be at quite a few of the games over the last few years and it's it's an incredible atmosphere on a champions league night um it's not it's different from just a, a normal league atmosphere it's it's just nice to be there and Obviously, I was the game I was most gutted to miss last year was Leon at home, obviously with the massive penalty shootout drama. And I mean, from the from what I saw on Twitter, on Facebook, and everything, and from talking to you guys after it, um, it just was one of those games that will go down in in kind of club folklore, really. But yeah, I think those are the. I mean, obviously, lucky enough to miss out the kind of three other big, big teams in Bayern, Barcelona, and Leon. So I think Byron will be a, a strong team to a team to be reckoned with this year. Um obviously with Magda P now over there. Um it's quite uh, obviously w- odds are w- I can see us playing them in the in the knockouts, let's be honest. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's
1: bound part. to happen. And then and then Barcelona, they've got a lot of Wild Cup winners. So um, I mean the competition's getting stronger and stronger. Um I think this is Emma Hayes's. this is the last piece of the jigsaw yeah. that she yeah. wants to complete and she's trying to build a team to go and win that so I think as much as she wants to win the title I think the, her main focus I think is winning this European Cup and we'll see tomorrow what the draw brings. Um, not obviously how that affects the title race and so on, but um you see we've done well in the we've done well in the last few years. Last year we only essentially missed out on one game. So yeah. Which was the big one. So hopefully we can go that one step further um in 2024.
0: Yeah definitely um as you say, I think that is Emma Emma's last piece of that jigsaw that she really wants. Um but obviously, it does come at a cost being in the Champions League. I mean, you see it with the kind of every season, the teams that go deep into the Champions League, they tend to almost struggle in the league because obviously with the travelling and stuff, it does catch up. Hopefully that doesn't happen to us this year. We go deep and hopefully can get a win. Um, well, last but not least, looking ahead to this weekend, Brighton at home. Will you be at the game this weekend?
1: Yes, uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, the last game before... An international break, so it's crucial to get those three points. Um, Brighton is always a tricky game. Um, they've signed some. They've signed some players in the in the summer. Uh, got a new set of goalkeepers, so um, always be a tricky game. Um, and hopefully, I mean, we've got a great record at home. I'm not going to jinx anything so um and um we just got to obviously keep that form going um we need to try and get those goals on on the board because it it could come down to goal difference yeah. um and we we don't we want to put that pressure on our rivals from the off so um I reckon I reckon we'll do okay this weekend so um, there's no distractions yet so um and I think every, they'll want to prove themselves to send that uh, send that marker before the break, um, and then ready, obviously, for the the big games in November.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think you know, looking at Brighton this season, uh, one win for them, two defeats. Um, obviously, we need. They have been a bit of a bogey team for us over the last um last few years. Um, but hopefully not this year. Um, you know, we, we tend to play with them play them pretty well at home obviously we did lose a couple of years ago i believe um so yeah i think we need to keep that form going um as you say it would be nice to get a couple a few goals and um, to boost that goal difference um thoughts on a starting lineup for the weekend do you see it being much different from the west Ham game
1: i'd imagine unless obviously with injury news i'd I'm not too sure how players are fitting in and so on, but I'd imagine Emma will want to go with her strongest team. Like it's, it's an international break. So, I mean, obviously she'll care about players' fitness and so on, but it's the international break. She won't really care about the international team. She'll just want to get the three points. Um, it'd be good. Obviously, I don't know the state of hopefully... good. Guru, right, and can come back into the team. Um, but another week of Sam getting back to fitness is always a benefit. So once um, she gets firing on all cylinders, um, you can stop her.
0: Yeah, I think that's it.
1: it. Would be good. Think... See,
0: it would be good to see Guru back. Obviously, don't know what quite what was wrong with her for the the West Ham game, but. I think she would pick up a knock late on at the Upper City, so it'd be good to
1: see her back. Um... Um, and Emma seems to have got her um her back, her defence sorted with um, having the three English players with Millie, Jess, and Neve, and then obviously rotating with her right back. So if she's got that strong spine of the team, obviously that that helps as well to get confidence in and knowing where everyone is with obviously the changes in amongst the team and so on. So um I think um she's still not hundred percent sure what her best midfield is. Um I think obviously the injuries haven't helped um but it's that stage of trying to keep everyone happy. There's not that many games at typically at this stage. Yeah after after this international break they all it all comes in with the with the European games coming in and so on. So this is when the squad will be used. So this will be the last. Bit. Players will want to prove themselves before the international break, and then obviously they have got the international break to show themselves to Emma. Because I think pretty much most of the team will be gone for yeah. the crucial nation league games.
0: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're spot on. As you say, after the international break, everything really does ramp up with Europe coming into it, with the Cup starting as, as well. Um, so I think it, it really is the last chance for the team to really put their name forward. Um, I would say the right backs have been kind of chopping and changing. Ashley Lawrence has played there. Ev Parise obviously is there as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it would be good. To, um, obviously, I think with Emma, she rotates the team quite a lot. There's quite a lot of rotation. Obviously, it is a massive squad. I remember us at Stamford Bridge, we, we all kind of said that when they kind of read through the, the the team and then the subs bench, it was like this is a this is a big squad with lots of top quality players. Yeah. Um, and I think
1: all, all the players are pretty much full internationals, so yeah. there is a lot of experience there, and that and that's what you need for um, to go and win everything. So and that's what Emma's done this year has gone to get experience players that have been there and and obviously not necessarily done it, but have gone to the latter stages of the competition to obviously try and um try and crack that last piece of the the jigsaw
0: yeah i think as you say i think with this team is full of experience i mean we've got international captains um that sometimes don't even start so um i think that kind of really does show the strength and depth of this team and i think that's going to be really crucial actually going forward um through the season um, obviously, in in my opinion, it's the strongest team in the league in terms of that strength and depth. I think probably Arsenal next best um, in there. And but yeah, I think it's going to be a good a good season. Um, any score prediction for uh, Sunday against Brighton?
1: I'm going to go for a three-one Chelsea win.
0: Three-one Chelsea win. I'm going to go just to be different. I'm going to go 3-0, clean sheet. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I'll be watching it um, on TV. Sadly, once again, can't be there. I'm away with work, but I will be watching it on TV. Um, But yeah, any parting thoughts, Jester, before before we head off?
1: Um, I just hope obviously get the win before the international break um, and then obviously it's a big push up till Christmas. I mean, there's another break in November, uh, with with the nation with the Women's Nations League. Uh, they're competitive games, at least. They're not friendly games that are happening, so the players um, aren't playing needless games. So, um, but they just need to be managed. Uh, we don't want to get to the end of the season and they're all burnt out. So, with, with this heavy schedule, with um, all the summer tournaments, and it's just been—it just seems to be a non-stop cycle, which is which is good. But um, I think we'll we'll see how the draw is tomorrow. That will psychologically that will have an effect on the players. Um, but most important thing is to get the three points um, on Sunday. City play on Saturday, so that they'll have um some of the players will have an eye on that. So, um, but we just want to be finish on a good
0: night yeah definitely let's hope we go into that international break um up there um if not top of the league you know joint top um on goal difference um and go go into that international break heads held high um and then come back look forward to obviously the run into christmas but yeah thank you very much jesse that wraps it up Thanks for listening and please continue to like and subscribe. It's the Premier Chelsea on all podcast providers, Instagram and on Twitter. It's the Premier Gels, and we'll be back with a new episode. But until then, stay safe and up the Chels.